us today is Lieutenant Peter Lottie from the Belmont Police Department. So what's the most recent missing children's case, like in Belmont specifically, if there has been one? The one that's most substantial happened back in the 80s that would probably relate best to the case that you mentioned earlier where, you know, it was something more than just a kid being lost by their parent or out of sight for a couple of minutes. Right. Um, and it happened back in the early 1980s, young man by the name of Lance Turner, who was oh. a middle, middle school student at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard about the case being so- Yeah, I've, I've heard a little bit about that case, yeah. Yeah, it, there's a book, uh, it's called The Boy Next Door, that was written about it. It was a big deal, it still is, but I mean, back then it was a super big deal for a missing children's case. So a lot of the experience and knowledge that we gained off of that as a community and a police department back then still trickles on down through today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what does the Belmont Police Department or police in general do about missing children's cases? Well, I'll kind of take it right step by step. Mm -hmm. And for the purposes of the question, I'm gonna assume that you're talking about something where it's a significant you know, missing children's case. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that typically happens is we get a call from somebody either close to the family, a parent, a relative, family friend. Right. It's usually a frantic call saying, you know, that the child is missing. Mm -hmm. And right off the bat, that's about the worst kind of call you can imagine getting mm -hmm. as a police officer, as a police agency. It's horrible, right? You know? right? And it's kind of one of those things that, although you train for it, it's really still tough to, to go through. Mm -hmm. um, so the first thing that we do in a situation like that is we're going to collect the call, the information from the caller, try to get a good description of the kid, where they were last seen, mm -hmm. try to be certain that the kid isn't in fact where they should be at home. So we're going to get a good description from the caller. We're going to send all of our available officers on that call, mm -hmm. a couple of them to the place where the kid was last seen or was supposed to be to make sure that the, the child isn't there. And then we're going to set up a large perimeter and try to locate the child in a search. We'll use canines, helicopters. Nowadays, we'll employ the use of drones from other agencies uh, if they're available, which they most likely will be. We will throw all of our resources at trying to find the kid right away because time is of the essence. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard for kids enough to survive at home on their own, let alone, mm -hmm. you know, out in this world missing. Right. And then on top of that, if it's a kidnapping or something severe, time is very important. Right. So that's kind of how it starts. Right. And then where we will see where it takes us from there. You know, was if the child was seen taken by somebody, that takes us in a whole new direction. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to start looking for witnesses, cameras, vehicle descriptions, license plate descriptions, description of the suspect. Mm -hmm. If it takes us to the down that road, now you're going to look at using resources that extend beyond Belmont. Right. The greater Bay Area, perhaps. Mm -hmm. In any instance, whether it's something that's contained within Belmont, whether it's truly just a lost or missing child, or whether it's something that's worse, like a kidnapping that extends beyond, we're going to use the resources of our social media to get the news out. Mm -hmm. We're going to do uh, press releases. Mm -hmm. We're going to employ something in this county called SMC Alert or San Mateo County Alert. And it's for mm -hmm. folks who sign up for it, they get alerts on their cell phone. Mm -hmm. And then obviously Amber Alert, we've all heard yeah. of Amber Alert. That is a huge resource for us in these cases, especially for the latter that I talked about with kidnappings and things of that nature. Right. Those are very important tools for us. And then obviously personnel. Right. 
getting as many bodies in as we can and used that we can from the, all the county agencies. Mm -hmm. And if it is in fact uh, kidnapping and things like that, that's when we turn to greater resources such as the state, the FBI, mm -hmm. our district attorney's office and our county protocols for missing children and things of that nature. Yeah, have you guys ever worked with the FBI? Like not just specifically on like on any missing person case? Sure. The missing person case is like the, the huge example of it, right? But we'll use, we'll work with the FBI and use their resources for a number of different things. Mm -hmm. They have great access to forensics and things like that. You know, I've, I've worked some pretty important cases when I was a detective where we utilized their computer laboratories to analyze video footage and enhance those images to help us identify a suspect. Mm -hmm. And also for other things, whether we're sending them hard drives or things like that, they are very advanced and they have a lot of resources, a lot of bodies, uh, personnel that they can direct towards an effort for us. And so, yes, we work collaboratively with them and not just missing persons cases, but all kinds of cases, whether, you know, something like a bank robbery, the mm -hmm. FBI has domain over those types of investigations, all bank robberies and things like that, where we'll do right. the initial part, but eventually they handle the greater body of the investigation. Yeah, that's cool. And when the FBI gets involved in missing person cases, what kind of things do they do to work with the police? So first, they'll, they'll offer up resources that they have that we may not have access to. All those things that we kind of just talked about. Yeah. And in addition to that, they'll ask us, you know, one of our investigators, perhaps the lead investigator, the person who has the most knowledge of it, they'll say, hey, let us spend some time with that person to see what is it that Belmont Police has done so far. Mm -hmm. Because they, they deal with these sorts of cases on a way bigger scale and a higher volume than we do. So they're the experts, right? So they'll look and see what we have done, kind of like your teacher grading your homework. Yeah. They'll check for all the things that you've done well and maybe haven't done well or haven't thought about doing, mm -hmm. and they'll help you achieve those goals and check those boxes to make sure that we have done everything that we can up to this point, or we will do it again to see if we can do it better, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's re-interviewing victims and witnesses or you know identifying potential suspects, vehicles, looking for digital evidence, cell phones, things like that. Mm -hmm. Those are all things that they'll review what we've done and see what we can do better. Or if we've done everything really good, they'll just simply try to apply more resources and maybe bigger and more broader ideas to the situation. Yeah, and going back to missing children's cases, how how would a missing children's case differ from just a missing persons case? So missing persons cases, to me, they're, they're some of the worst things that can happen because right. even if it's innocent enough and it's by accident, it's still very tragic in and of itself. Mm -hmm. It's just something that when you involve the child in it, whether you know, the child is 17 or perhaps 18 or 19, you know, say it's a college student. And to me, that's still, you know, a child just because I'm a parent or it's a toddler. It's, it shocks the conscience. It's something that the community as a whole will get very scared about, but they'll also become very involved. It becomes personal with people. Right. And there's a lot of emotion involved. Emotion can be a very good thing, but emotion can also hurt you. If you have a goal and a task and you're letting emotions get in the way of trying to do your job, yeah. it can be hurtful. But on the other hand, emotion can also be a driving force. It can motivate you. But missing children cases stick out because it's a child and nobody wants to see anything happen to a child, whether it's accidental or on purpose or any combination thereof. It's just, it's really tragic, tragic all the way around.
That's all our questions. Thank you so much. Yeah, go Scots. So uh, yeah, yeah go Scots. <laughs> Thank you Thank so much. You. Have a great day. Good job, ladies. Thanks for the opportunity. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye.